The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And joined with me, but not in the same room, is Jennifer Valentine. (laughs) And Pina, I can actually see you because we are not only on the radio. Whoa, that just came out of me. I didn't plan that. And I can see And I need to ask you a question because I've been dying to ask you. Why do your nails still look good? All your shellac on your nails. What's going on? on? Okay. Do you see the growth, though? Oh, now you're so showing Jen. I'm showing Jen my nails through my uh, like on my camera screen on the Zoom. Do you see all the growth? Yeah, now now they don't look as good from far. No, they don't. From <laughs> they far, look they look fantastic. Look, I got great nails. Yeah, I know. Everything's everything's going to hell in a handbasket. So, my what hair, are you doing about those nails? Um, I just keep filing them down. I'm not taking. I'm not going to take the shellac off. I kind of want to see if I can get like a reverse French manicure, a red one. Ooh, I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> so Mine's off. I out. use that um, acetone stuff on my on my shellac. You know what? I have everything upstairs. If I want to take it off, and if I want to do gel again, I have the light. I have the the products. I can do it. But I was just like, this is a fun experiment. When would I ever let it grow out like this? And who cares? Yeah, what why not? Like? So I'm going with this look. Maybe I can start a trend. Mm-hmm. It's a you COVID can. nail trend. <laughs> the COVID <laughs> nails. What about the COVID uh, growth, root growth in your hair? Do you see mine? Oh. Do you see mine? No, I can't. No, I can't see yours. No, but you can't see- because Georgia did my roots for me. I phoned my hairdresser and uh, I actually texted him and I said, listen, what am I going to do? I, I'm going to go get a box color um should i just color the whole thing he said don't you dare he goes i'm going to give you your exact color for your roots and you can order it it's a place uh, in toronto called cosmetic world you can order online they deliver but i did the curbside pickup because i was in desperate need because i was in need of a root touch-up before this yeah happened. i remember so yeah so my husband drove me i jumped out of the vehicle grabbed it curbside and then georgia painted my roots and she did a pretty darn good yeah, job because i'm looking i'm like i can't see anything but i have black hair so do you see the silver highlights coming through? Yeah, there's not too many. It's pretty. No, this is bad. What are you talking about? Do you see Do you think there? you'd let it go gray? Because I almost did. Oh, I almost thought, no, no. No, don't ever say that. I would never, ever. <laughs> and it's so funny because we have a guest who's on yeah. our Zoom and is listening and watching to all of this and is just like, Shaking his head, we'll introduce you to this person soon, but um, I can't help but look at him (laughs) (laughs) and just laugh because he's just like, you guys are crazy, but he knows us well, so he knows that we're crazy. He knows what well, he, he doesn't. He doesn't understand, and I don't think most men did understand before this all happened. Because my husband didn't even know I had one gray hair on my head, and now all of a sudden he looked at me one day and said, "Are you gray?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've been hiding it for years. Yes, I am, honey. Yes, I am. 
So we did something fun for social media. So you can check it out on my social if you want. You can see Georgia coloring her mom's hair. Oh, my God. Okay. Is it on mother-daughter date? It is on mother-daughter date. Okay. So we will will jump on over to mother-daughter date. (laughs) You'll get a good laugh. Oh, my gosh. Other than that, how's your week been going? It's been going. How was your week since we last spoke? Okay. It's, it's, you know what, honestly, um, it is hard to stay positive. You know, I think we're all going through the same thing. Um, when is it going to end? It's, it's heartbreaking hearing stories and we're all watching the news and then we're trying to look for little bits of light that will, um, you know, put a smile on our face or bring joy into our lives. And I think we're working at that because we're all afraid. We're all afraid and we're, and we're all in the same situation. We are all having the same feelings. And I'm sure you are too. You have three little ones. And we've never experienced anything like this in our lifetime before. So um, I think we're just making the best of situ- the situation, dealing with family and trying to feel grateful. Gratitude. Yeah, I'm with you. I've had some major breakdowns. One minute I'm feeling great. I'm fine. And then the next minute I'm just, I'm in tears. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And earlier this week, um, I came across an article that Exclaim put out, and it was saying that, be prepared, Jen, I'm glad you're sitting, and you know how, mm-hmm. like, this probably, like, affected me. Be prepared. There probably won't be concerts till 2000, uh, 2021. And I also heard that Ticketmaster aren't doing refunds. For the postponed concerts now. For the yeah. postponed. They, they, they'll let you use your ticket for the postponed concerts, but they won't give you a refund. And I kind of understand it. I think everybody's I do going too. a hard like, time financially, even Ticketmaster. You know what? To be honest, I've had, I had a bunch of concerts lined up. As you know, I had three Pearl Jam concerts, mm-hmm. Foo Fighters, Deftones, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I wanted to go Killers and some smaller shows at um, like just clubs in Toronto. Um, I have never... I didn't even think about asking for a refund. I was just like, no, it's fine. I paid for the tickets. And yeah. when it gets rescheduled, it gets rescheduled and I go, right? So I thought exactly the same thing. You know me. I'm Foo Fighters. I'm Pearl Jam with you and, uh, yeah. and the Strats. So, oh, yeah, you um, love the Strats. Okay, listen. All these bands, if you go on their social media, you're going to see that they're doing uh, little mini concerts and singing oh, and entertaining time. social media. Check out the Strats. They are doing it. Uh, like nobody else, but I'm a big fan, right? So yeah, you love like them, but there's so many. <laughs> like the the Arkells are on daily. They mm. are actually teaching people how to play guitar and their songs. They're having so much fun. Um, every Thursday at 9 p.m., I do uh, stay home sessions with different musicians where we get to. I get to just you know have some fun. We have a little conversation, and then they play too. So it's a concert in your own home. And I always say I'm like, and we're practicing social distancing. Plus, there's no lineup at the bar or at the bathroom. So log on and it's a concert in your own home, right? That's right. But we're going to be talking a lot about social media today. And we've got someone special on joining us. So don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. This is The Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show. With Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. I've got my beautiful co-host, Jennifer Valentine, in front of me on a screen. 
on a Zoom call because I am at home, Jen's at home, and our special guest, Mr. Paul Davis. He's a social media and online safety educator. He's our go-to guy. He's like our, our resident social media safety guy, right, Jen? Yeah, he okay. does all the work for us, Pina. We just uh, ask him we the question. He's, he's done all the work. He's got all the answers. Yeah. Yeah, right. So he's he's our guy. And we wanted to bring him on because um, right now we are all turning to electronics. So right now, more than ever, we're self-isolating. And that means we're turning to social media. We're giving the kids the tablets, whether it's just to entertain them. Right, Jen? Or they're using it for school because now us parents have become teachers. We're we're homeschooling our kids. Um, So we thought, you know what? We need Paul on to help us through this time. So, Paul. How are you? How have you been doing? I am awesome. Thank you for asking. Uh, living the um, self-isolation life. And um, yeah, you know what? Just dealing with it. I, I'm always optimistic in terms of we'll get through it. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Those people that gave us the freedoms that we have today went through much, much harder situations. Um, they sacrificed their lives so we can have lives we do. We're just being asked to sacrifice very little by staying at home. I know it's come at a cost, which is jobs. and I I get all that. Um, But when you look at the overall picture, uh, we're doing okay. And, you know, we'll get through it. And we just have to remain positive. If anything, for our families, for our kids, they need to see that we have emotions. They need to know that we're human beings. But at the same time, we need to be those strong, confident leaders to tell them we're going to get through this. This is a little bump on the road. And um, it'll be a lifelong experience we'll look back at and we'll appreciate what we have moving forward. So that's the way I look at it. It's so true. It's, um, it's not easy to say the least. Jen and I were talking about it. It's hard to stay positive. Um, but yeah, if you look back and you compare to what people did before us when they were going through hard times, um, it's a big difference. It's a big difference. We're being asked to stay home. Yeah. There's a lot of sacrifices that go along with it, but it could be a lot worse and we will get through this. Like everything else, we will get through it. Um, right now, I have become a teacher, a grade three teacher, a grade one teacher, and a JK teacher. How crazy is that? Plus, I'm teaching my college students at Humberstale. Uh, well, we just wrapped up classes this week, actually. Um, Jen, are you teaching? No, you don't have to teach the kids, right? No, but my son is doing online classes. Um, so he is on the computer all the time. And, uh, and my daughter is, I'm very proud of my daughter. She's not online that much. She's actually writing music. We've, we, we talked about that, oh. I think, last week on the show. Yeah. She is a songwriter, a singer, and um, writing a song a day. It's unbelievable. She's, I, she's really taking this time and um, just uh, doing something that's very creative. So not online a lot. But with her boyfriend, yes, she is online with her boyfriend because that's the way they see each other right now. Well, that's okay. At least it's not like they're practicing social distancing, right? So that's what's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people are um, not like Georgia that are, you know, maybe writing a song a day or keeping occupied in other ways and are turning to social media and electronic devices. And there's a lot of problems um, that can come, that can arise from that if you don't take precautions and certain measures leading into it. Right, Paul? Exactly. We have to maintain our rules of, um, that we implement. When we first spoke uh, a couple of years ago on your show, I talked about that there were rules to being safe online. And one of the rules um, involves limiting screen time. 
Because when they're on it too much, and of course, sometimes it's used as a babysitting tool, we have no idea of where they're on, what websites they're visiting, who they're connecting, who they're speaking to, what they're transmitting. So although we're breaking, or I'm not going to say break, we're bending some of the rules with screen time because of the educational purposes, we must adhere to limiting the screen time. Because what's going to happen is when we get through all of this, you know your kid's going to look at you and say, "Uh, Mom, it was okay to be on my screen 12 hours a day during COVID-19, but now you're taking it all back. It's going to be much harder to revert back to the way it should be just because we're bending the rules a little bit now. And so we have to maintain screen time. And I always say screen time should be productive consumption, meaning if they're in front of that screen, it needs to be for education, learning a new language, doing some coding, creating their own website, something that's productive and giving back to the world or educational, not mindless, useless waste of time, which could be excessive times on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, you know, and depending on their age, some of them aren't even allowed to be on there. So the screen time argument I will always maintain has to be adhered to, which is limited during the day, and then do something like write a song, exercise at home, do a puzzle. There's so much they can do. Let's not use the screen as the go-to tool because we need to get them out of our hair because we're going to fail our kids by doing that. So the screens are excellent right now because they're helping us with education and getting through this, but we have to restrict time on it as well. And Paul, you made mention that, you know, there's all these different social media apps, TikTok, uh, Instagram, so on and so forth, Snapchat. um, And you said there's age restrictions. Can you run through those ages with us? It's pretty simple. They're all 13 years of age and older. The terms of service, there's two terms of service. One, how old you need to be to download the app, which can differ from how old you need to be to use the app. But all the apps state you need to be 13 years of age and older. And in one variation of another, if you read the terms of service, which no one wants to read because it's boring along, they need to take time to read it. And it'll state there in perfectly legible grade five English, you need to be 13 years of age. That's the barrier that I always use because I'd like, uh, there needs to be, we have to follow rules in life. And so one of the rules is let's respect that age limit only because we want to protect our children. And I can expand upon that. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be back with more uh, with Paul Davis about uh, social media and online safety and how we can deal with it now in uh, COVID age. Don't go anywhere. This is the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And I'm Jennifer Valentine from Global News Morning. Working from my home every day, live from my kitchen. (laughs) Jen's live in her kitchen. I am live in my studio in the basement. And our guest, Jen, you said he looks like he's in an interrogation room. Guys. (laughs) there's just a gray wall behind you paul like completely gray and it looks like uh we're interrogating you it's actually light blue but okay we'll go with the gray oh i really is it light blue oh it's the lighting oh you know what is this is this a case of like do you see a white and gold dress or a blue and black dress what do you see pina what do you see i see gray i see gray okay okay (laughs) That's what it is. So we are talking with Paul Davis. He is our uh, social media and online. I like to, he says educator, but I like to say guru. He is our um, 
our in-house, our resident social media guy. And uh, and we brought him on because right now we need his help more than ever. Us parents are going crazy. We are at home with our kids. Many of us are trying to work from home while teaching the curriculum to our children. Um, so I've got three kids. So I'm doing grade three. I'm doing grade one, JK, and they're also doing their dance at home while trying to um, work. So it's really, really interesting, and it's very easy to say, here's the iPad, go ahead, have fun, um, I need to go do my thing. But do you do that? Careful. Pardon? Do you do that? Do I, I'm guilty of it sometimes, Jen. I do put a timer on, so I will, like, set a, set a timer for, like, 20 minutes and be like, okay, once it goes off, they know they've got to come bring them back to me. Um, they know that they are not allowed to go get them without permission. Um, and I think that it's, it's really important. We need to do this stuff. I also have, um, something set up, which I never had set up before, Jen. I, I set up on my phone, well, my, because I'm on Apple, um, everything we have here is Apple. And so I set up the, uh, family sharing on uh-huh. I'm basically able to, all the kids have their own uh, Apple account and it all runs through me. So if they try to download an app, um, I have to approve it. They can't do anything. I even, I can shut things off for them. I can set screen time, all that stuff. So I did go and set that up, which a lot of people don't know about. So if you don't know and you're on Apple, then you got to check out and set up the family sharing because now is the time um, to do that. So that's well, I'm going to say, you know, you are ahead of the game and you are very smart. But I have to tell you, and Paul, um, it wasn't that long ago. And you know how when you're, you're young, you keep things from your parents. And then when you get a little bit older, you tell them, oh, by the way, when I was young, guess what? So Georgia, Uh-oh. not that long ago, admitted to me that she saw porn in grade five. What? <laughs> so at a friend's house. But it never told me, of course, and I lost it. Of course, way too late. My daughter's 18 now. She told me last year when she was 17. But, Paul, this is what could be happening when we are not looking or putting those restrictions on, correct? Correct. And I just want to further Pina's comment, which is not only implement the uh, Apple family sharing, but also implement the free service they have called Screen Time, which will restrict a lot of what they can do. So implement both. And you'll have a pretty lockdown device. But the one thing you'll never be able to lock down is their accessibility to accessing things like pornography. Can you do your best? You absolutely can. Can certain applications out there prevent them from landing on pornographic sites? Yes. But remember that a device in their bedroom by themselves with a door closed connected to the Internet is the worst of the worst. Our children have a gift that's called curiosity. And curiosity in their bedrooms by themselves is a recipe for danger. So golden rule number one of my message is do not allow that technology in their bedroom ever. Parents have pushed back and said, Paul, they have all this homework. I need my space. What do I do? And I tell them very simply, if they're going to use a computer in their bedroom from homework, that computer, the screen will be facing the door the door will be completely open. When they're done their homework, they will close the computer and they will bring it out. But do not allow the tablet, the phone, any mobile device into their bedroom. You don't want it in there. 
curiosity will take over. And yeah. as Jennifer said, when curiosity takes over and their friend sent them a text message, oh, you need to see this, click on this link, visit this website, and you'll see this content, they will go to it. But in a common area of the home where parents are around, they're less likely to fall into that trap. So you want to prevent that? It, it's impossible, but you can greatly reduce the risk by making sure technology is used in a common area of the home where there's an adult walking around and you have certain restrictions on your phone. And you can reduce the ability for them to have to stumble on that inappropriate content dramatically. But if we allow them privacy, and some parents push you back on that saying, what about my kid's privacy? And I think give your head a shake. They're a kid. Stop falling for that. <clears throat> what about their privacy argument? Make sure it's in a common area. And we, we listen, you know, Jennifer, it's sad that your daughter had to see that at such a young age, but it's, it's not shocking because I hear it from school principals who tell me when kids see it. My objective is maintain their innocence as long as possible, and that is our responsibility as parents. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's true. And I, I'm totally with you on the whole privacy in children, their children, and we need to keep them safe. And so we have to do whatever we need to do, right? And that, I think, trumps their privacy Exactly. It's kind of silly to say like privacy in a child, um, but not when it comes to this stuff. Like, it can get out of control really fast if we are not yeah. on top of things. Yeah, and I was just going to say, <laughs> when did you see that for the first time, Pina? Because even when we were not in the computer age, when I was a kid, I was in grade six. Oh my God, is this like mother, like daughter? Uh, my girlfriend's parents, we found their snow. Yes. <laughs> there you go. It's happened through the ages. And, uh, oh, yeah, God. I, no, I can't say. Well, I can name of it, and, and you'll know it. it. It was called Debbie Does Dallas. Oh, boy. All righty. Oh, wow. We've got more. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> An oldie. Parenting show on, on Global News Radio 640. I've aged myself. <laughs> we'll be back with more. Back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And with me, I've got my beautiful co-host, Ms. Jennifer Valentine. Yes. yes, and I'm sorry that I sent things off the rails during that last segment. My apologies. <laughs> but we're back on track now. <laughs> and... Um, we're helping our children. I'm not the best example, apparently. But you know what? We've all made mistakes, and I'm sure that I'm not the only mother who's turned their head and not realized what's going on with their kids, especially when they're in somebody else's home, and you're not always with them. So Paul's here, but, you know, like, yes, we can keep an eye on them when they're in our own home, but when we send them off to somebody else's home, it's a hard thing to do. Right now, they're, they're under our roof. And they will be yeah. for a while. Right now, they can't go anywhere because we're all self-isolating. Um, hey, look at us doing the show. The three of us are on Zoom, each from our own location. And, um, and we're using social media to do this right now. And a lot of people, we, we spoke about kids in social media, but what about adults in social media? What about something like we're doing right now, Paul? 
Listen, this is bringing us all together in ways uh, we never, we always knew that we can connect through video sharing apps and through social media. And that was always, yeah, it was a nice to have. Now it's uh, almost like a crutch for us, which is the way we're going to stay connected. Now, remember, this is not impacting everyone. I have a, a grandmother that I literally will drive by to go and see and wave at her through her window in her retirement home. Because besides the phone, uh, there is no social media. So she needs that human connection. And we, you know what we're doing right now? We'll never, ever replace the human connection. I've made a point a few times this past week that kids need a classroom. They need a teacher. They need structure. They need their friends. They need gym time. They, it's, it's part of who we are, and technology will never, ever replace that. So when I look at what we're doing now, it's a crutch, and it's going to get us through it. But then afterwards, we're going to go back to having to be human beings. So right now, it's wonderful. And it's beneficial for educational purposes. It's been beneficial for connecting with family, just to see how everybody's doing. But always remember, and I've said this in every one of my presentations to older kids and parents, is that the internet never, ever forgets. So please make sure that when you are online, you never go from your emotions to your fingertips. You might see something on Twitter or on Facebook, and you may get emotional about it, and you may want to respond in a certain way. I always always say, apply the 24-hour rule. Do not respond right away, because when you respond, you hit the keyboard, you post it or you hit send, you can go and delete it. But if that has been screenshot, someone saved it. The internet never forgets and it can come back to remind you at any point in the future in your life. So we're in a period right now of a lot of emotions and you, you know that those emotions span the, the globe in terms of how people are being impacted. Before you go online and disagree with someone because we're at those stages where we'll, we'll just jump on anything or you want to express yourself, just remember, this is momentary and we will pass this. But that comment you make online will stay out there forever. So express yourself, be real, but remember that the world does judge. And after this is all over, what you said during this time, it could be political, it could be religious, it could just be a shot at someone. The internet and social media will never forget those comments. So be wise about your comments, lead by example because your kids are watching what you're doing, and post what you're proud of because that will always be out there. It's so true. It's so true. And um, yeah, because it doesn't matter how old you are. Sometimes it just gets the best of us. Right. And we're so quick to just jump on our keyboard and just let loose. But also us as adults, um, we also have to be careful, just like our kids when it comes to safety Um, and and just even a conference call like this, because a lot of us are getting on this on these calls. Uh, the video conference calls, whether it's just to meet up with friends, family, to see each other, or if it's a legit, you know, work call. Um, So what are some tips that you can give us to make things a little bit safer online? You know, Jennifer was um, commenting on the background of the conference, the video conference call. I'm a believer in limiting background noise. So if I had to have a background with pictures of my wife and my daughters and personal information, I never subscribe to that. There's a reason my wall is as blank as it is. I purposely painted it because I'm doing so many calls with people that I just want something very simple. Will I populate over the next couple of days? I'll put some token pictures up there, but they won't be anything of a personal nature. So watch the background noise of what you're sharing with the world. Number two, do your homework on all the video conferencing apps out there. You know, this particular app that we're using right now is not on my computer because of the privacy violations that I've read about it. So I'm not going to talk about it. But before you choose a video conferencing app, 
what I'd like you to do is do the homework when it comes to privacy. And always remember that <clears throat> there are many options out there. Do your homework on the company that owns it, how they make the news and privacy, and if everyone using it is comfortable. There are many options out there. Do your homework on it. And most importantly, remember that anybody can record that video conference without your knowledge or permission. So you're saying something and you think it's just between myself and my good friends or my family. If there's one person recording it, the Internet never forgets. So, so even they can, that can happen on a telephone call as well. One one thousand percent. But on video, remember, when you look at how people used to misuse information, video is powerful. So uh, audio conversation, absolutely, for businesses, people like that. That's why hackers like to tap into those conversations to gather information from these corporate conference calls. I get all that. But anybody can record video. And then when it's posted up online, it's going to be a hard, it's going to take a lot of work to get it off. So be careful, be smart about it, not against the video conferencing at all, because it's connecting all of us in a time that we desperately need it. Can I ask you something? Right now on this particular call, okay, we have it on, we have it muted, but if we did not have yeah. it muted and I pressed record right now, would you know I was recording? I wouldn't know because I'm a participant. So look, I'm going to press record. Oh, please request the record permission from the meeting. Oh, oh for so me. Can, can Pina, can you press record okay, right so now? I want to try if it. Uh, record. Tell me, guys, if you see. I do not see that you are recording. So you could record without our knowledge. But there's another problem, which is I could have a camera set up to record our screen and our conversation. Oh. Oh. For example. Oh, man. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Well, we are talking about online safety, social media safety with... uh, our guru, our resident expert, Paul Davis. We've got more. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right here on The Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night, and you're listening to us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I've got my co-host, Ms. Jennifer Valentine of Global News Morning and Mother Daughter Date. She is somewhere. I can't see her on my, my screen here on our video conference, but I know she's on her phone. Because I'm at home. I'm watering plants. I'm going around the house watering all the plants. That's what I do on this show. I should have known. I'm getting things done. I'm cleaning up, making myself tea. You guys are sitting there. I'm walking around. and Even the love to my dog over here. Yeah, I see you. You're by the fireplace right now. And we've got Paul Davis. Paul Davis is our resident social media and online safety educator. Um, he's been on the show a bunch of times, and we love having him on because he's just a wealth of knowledge, and he helps us out when it comes to keeping our kids safe online, uh, with social media apps, and, and also just keeping us safe. Uh, we just spoke about things that, you know, we're doing online right now while being in self-isolation mode and things we need to watch out for. Um, Paul, one yeah. thing I want to bring up, okay, and it's super popular right now. A lot of people are turning to it. Young kids, um, people my age, Jen, like everyone is turning to TikTok. So what's the deal, Paul? Are we? Is it is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it 
Is it something that could be good if we take certain precautions? Help us out. Yeah, because I got a lot of views right now, Paul. I'm doing uh, <laughs> I'm doing well with my uh, TikTok dances, my mom dances. So uh, I need to know. <laughs> yes, TikTok moms have become very popular over the past couple of months. But let me um, let me first start off by addressing TikTok in this way. If you are a friend of mine and we're at a dinner table and we said, Paul, should I put my 10-year-old daughter on TikTok? I would look at you as a friend and say, absolutely not. That's me as a person who's concerned about you and your daughter's exposure to what she will see and to privacy. So as a friend, make sure, I would tell you, make sure your child is not on these platforms. And at the age of 13, when they're allowed to be on there, you better understand privacy. So let me break this down. Number one, privacy. I'd like you all listening to go and Google TikTok comma privacy and read everything that you can, not just the first couple of articles, but everything you can in the news section about TikTok and their privacy violations. The United States government has banned every employee, every military employee from not using the app, from just downloading the app because of how the app interacts with the servers which reside in a country that's foreign to ours. So TikTok, formerly Musical.ly, was acquired by a company called ByteDance renamed to TikTok, and it does not reside anywhere in Western society. The, you, you can also type in Google uh, TikTok comma lawsuits and identify why you may not want your young child to have videos on there when videos allegedly are being stored in a foreign lands server, which is being used to potentially create a large artificial intelligence database. But that's the privacy aspect of which every parent should take time to read understand and know how this app, the second you download it on your device, starts interacting with the server. They came out and stated, well, we have a new parental feature to um, protect our children, parental controls, basically. And I'm going to release an article next week on my Facebook page, which will state, absolutely do not download mom and dad TikTok on your personal device, because the only way you can control your child's device is by having the app on your device. And if you understand the privacy violations, and you do banking on your phone, and you have emails, you may not want to download this app on your device. So that's from a privacy perspective. Now, why don't I want little children on TikTok? Number one, every song on there is not filtered. You could have a song which includes vulgarity, um, uh, sexuality, racism, and your children are basically listening to a song, dancing, lip-syncing to the song. And by the way, I should tell you, that doesn't make the parents of that child look very good, if you want to be honest about all this. Number two, you have these eight, nine, 10-year-olds on TikTok who shouldn't be there that are idolizing 15-year-olds. And I won't mention her name, but she's a 15-year-old that has over 40 million followers. And when she's on there and she's dancing and lip-syncing to a song that has vulgarity, racism and sexuality, these little kids are now mocking it and creating their own videos and posting it out there. Are predators on there? Are pedophiles on there? 1,000%. I will not be topic because it's perceived as fear-mongering, but you can do your own homework on that. On that, Disinformation is another huge factor when it comes to TikTok. Kids see something, whether it be real or not, and they will viral market it. Now, the one thing I really want to address is that people keep saying, well, what happens if I have a private account? Everyone who follows you on TikTok has the ability to download your video. If you look in the bottom right-hand corner of TikTok, you'll notice a little spinning disc, but if you look in the top, you'll notice that there's a little arrow that points, or it could be a triangle, looks like a boomerang. You click on that, and you have the ability to save that video without the consent of the person who created it, 
Number two, you can instantaneously, at a click of a button, share it on other social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. You can go to email. You can text message it, send it. Now, some people have disabled all those saving features. They think, I'm going to out. No one will be able to save my video. Well, before we started the segment, we had an offline conversation of how easy it is to record videos using other devices. So when that person thinks that that video is private and only their friends are going to see it, it takes one individual in that friend list to actually say, you know what, I'm going to take a video of this, I'm going to record it, and I'm going to remind this person in five years from now. So stop Mm. believing because online privacy is a myth. It's never existed. It never will. Well, I have to tell you, I take uh, the TikToks all the time, and I put them on television. When I talk about good news stories and I see a fun TikTok video, I take that. Download it. And I do exactly what you say, and I put it on TV. And for what you're doing, I think it's awesome. And you are living with those privacy issues, and you can live with that. And and I'm I'm not going to judge you on that. And you need to share that positivity. But let's get our kids off it because their privacy is, the, is of the utmost importance. And most importantly, their influence of what they're seeing by older people is impacting them. Not today, but for a long time to come. Yeah. Well, wow. Wow, Jen. That was, uh, that was some good, useful info and uh, something to, to consider. That's for sure. We are talking all things social media and online safety with Paul Davis who's our guest on the show today. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back um, on the show. We're, it's self-isolation mode style. We're all at our own homes, uh, but we're bringing the show uh, to you with hopefully some info that you can take and implement right now with your kids. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And next to me on my screen, I have... Jennifer Valentine from Global News Morning. And, uh, and who else is joining us, Jen? Who's, who's that handsome devil with us? He's, he, we're interrogating this man right now. He is an expert in everything you need to know about social media and keeping our kids safe online. And and Paul just put up a mask. Like it's one of those like uh, day of the dead Mexican masks. He just put in front of his face. Where did that even come from, Paul? So uh, every uh, every Valentine, I'm thinking of Jennifer Valentine. Every (laughs) Halloween, uh, I go and I pick up these masks from whatever the dollar stores. And what I like to do is like to drive around with a mask on and look at the <laughs> reactions from people that are driving by me. And I also, when I pick up my daughters, I'll have a different mask on just to watch their expression when they get into the car and they see the mask and like dad really. So it's just me having fun. It's what we <laughs> tech guys do. Well, I love that you brought the mask out. So Paul Davis, he is our go-to guy. He has been on the show a bunch of times. Um, anytime we need to talk about social media and online safety, he's our guy. He goes around to schools across Canada and the United States to educate um, children and their parents and, and the teachers on how to keep kids safe. And right now, more than ever, we need his help because us parents have become teachers. We're homeschooling. We are turning to devices and passing them over to our kids, whether it's for educational purposes or just to get them out of our hair. Like, let's be honest, we're doing it. And so we thought, you know what? We need Paul. So, Paul, 
we have to limit screen time. We know that we need to limit the screen. We need to limit the screen time. Um, but where should our kids be and where should they not be? What should they be doing online? Help. Okay, so we've talked about some of the negatives. Let's talk about where they should be in the positives. And this is the way I like to summarize my presentations when I'm speaking, especially at the grade four, five, sixes. Number one, I love kids if they, take it, if they can take an interest in computer programming, otherwise known as coding. To create the next great app, to create the next cool game, to get into robotics, or if you want to get into cybersecurity, you need to understand how to code. Um, Canada's projected in the years to come to have a shortage of programmers, which means that demand for coders will be high, the supply will be low, and we need more kids coding. So I want them to take an interest in learning some simple, simple coding languages to see if they have an interest in creating games, apps, fun things that they've created. See, that's positive. They're giving back. They're taking something that they're thinking about, they're making it happen on a screen, and they're able to share that app or that game with their friends. So coding is something that if they spend a couple of hours in front of a screen every day, I'm not against. They should allocate X amount of time to math every day at their grade level. There are some free math apps out there, which are awesome, that they can download and do math questions at their grade level, and they should do that every day for five to 10 minutes. There are language apps out there that are free and fun. And I'm telling kids, you're gonna leave school with English and French, that's fantastic. Learn a third language and be trilingual. So when you go into the workforce, which you're not even thinking about now, and you're math sharp because you've done math every day, you're trilingual, and some of you will be coders, you'll have some amazing opportunities available to you. And right now, that's productive consumption. And the best way for any person, any kid, to create a positive digital footprint of who they are is by creating their own website. With the help of parents, I want them to take an interest in opening up what's called a blog, B-L-O-G. There are free blogging platforms out there. They do it with their parents. They can talk about their favorite interests, hobbies, artists, their favorite musicians, athletes. If they like baking, they can open up a website about baking. They can do so much. And the best part is when they invest time in that every day with their parents or every week, It'll be there for years to come. And when someone looks them up later on in life, because right now it'll be private, but later on they'll add personal information because they want to be profiled, that blog will have been there and indexed by search engines for years to come. And that's their positive digital footprint. There's no bullying on blogs. No one can leave comments because you won't allow that to happen. There's a lot to do, and that's all the positives. There are so many um, great things. I love the blog idea. Um, hey, that's what I teach my college students, never mind kids. So I'm totally on board with that. And, um, and I, like I said, I'm an Apple user. So I got together with my friends at Apple, and, uh, and they've compiled a list of amazing apps, um, even stuff like Swiss Playgrounds, which is a free intro to coding. And that's like for, you know, if you're on an iPad, you can download that. GarageBand, Jen mentioned that stuff. Georgia loves to sit down and she's been writing songs every day. You know, get into GarageBand, explore that musical side. There are so many uh, different apps, uh, including apps for um, high school students. There's one called uh, Hologo, which teaches chemistry, biology, physics, math, geography, tons and tons of stuff. And, uh, and maybe now, too, is the time to get creative with your siblings and family and maybe use something like iMovie to make a little movie right? Have some fun with it. Um, Social media and the internet bring people together. There is 
stuff we need to be careful with, but there's also um, a lot of positives and some fun that can be had with it as well. So thank you so much, Paul, for joining us. Um, I'll probably, I'll post a bunch of this stuff on our Facebook parenting show page, which is uh, facebook.com slash the parenting show. If you missed any of the show, you can always listen back to our podcast, which you can find on iTunes and um, yeah, just be safe. We as adults need to be safe in this social media world and we need to keep an eye and keep tabs on our kids. Forget about the privacy, like Paul said, because the internet never forgets, right, Paul? The internet never forgets. Never go from your emotions to your fingertips. Life is great. Oh, and by the way, online privacy is a myth. Be smart, be safe. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Paul. And Paul, where can anyone find you? for? Because I know that you said you're going to release an article and you always have great tips and advice. So where can people find you? The best place for parents is facebook.com forward slash Paul Davis tips, P-A-U-L-D-A-V-I-S-T-I-P-S, or on Twitter at Paul Davis SNS. But Facebook is the place where I publish every day. He's a, he's a Facebook guy. All right. Thank you so much, Paul. Jen, it was great seeing you. I hope great you're to see you and well. hear you. <laughs> it's great. We I'm going to go back guys. and go into my fridge and eat some more because that's what I do now. <laughs> we will catch you guys next week right here on the Parenting Show at 8 p.m. But that is it for us. And uh, stay tuned because Inside Jokes is coming up next. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.